What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 209. Um, I'm thinking this one is the PlayStation 4 episode. It's long as fuck. On this one, I'm joined by Dave, a.k.a. My Dead Friends, a.k.a. The Deity. Um, I talk about the Patreon, the merch shop. We talk about his music, uh, mixing and mastering, streaming, a little bit of music talk. That's probably the first 30 minutes. The rest of it is a whole bunch of PlayStation 4 talk where we talk about our top 10 favorite PlayStation 4 games, uh, a little bit about some trophies, themes, stuff like that. Um, So hopefully you like it. Thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up uh first thing i gotta get to is mention our patreon which is patreon.com slash a podcast with mo if you go there and give me any amount of money you'll get early access to the podcasts they get uploaded a few days early typically if that's something that interests you um, or you could just do it to feel fucking cool, part of the community. Uh, if you have enough money, you'd be like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear, or Pow Wow, and uh, be a co-producer. Be the reason this shit exists um, and just fills your heart with joy. Also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. You can go there and get a cool shirt with the podcast logo on it. So you can wear it around and people are like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, you wouldn't know. And uh, I don't know. Seems like that'd be the dream. Um, all right, this episode, I'm going to call uh, someone we had on a couple months ago, maybe three months ago. I don't really remember. Um, he goes by the name of My Dead Friends. He, might, I'm sure he has a real like first name that I should know, but I just know his artist's name because that's how his artists are. And uh, I, he's the only person on my friends list who has more trophies than me on PS4. Um, so I knew he would be good for this whenever the other person backed out or, or fell through. Um, so my goal in this episode is to do a big PlayStation episode or PlayStation four episode, go over the best games, uh, that we played on here to get ready for the PlayStation five, which I will have in my hands in just a couple weeks. So, um, anyway, let's uh, give him a call. Uh, so what's up, man? Nothing, man. Nothing. I just uh, wrapping some things up. I had a friend just stop by here. We were jamming out. It was the first time I actually saw anybody, probably in eight months. <laughs> Damn. I'm, yeah, I'm Mister Worrisome when it comes to the coronavirus. Like I've been so cautious about everything, and I know it's going to be the one time that I just relax myself. So I've been trying to be real cautious with all that shit. Right. See, uh, I had to go back to work July first. And since then, I mean, my life is the same as it was before. I just have to wear a mask to work, and then I wear uh, a mask when I go to the store. But in general, like, my life is not different <clears throat> than it was before. But I'm in Oklahoma, so, like, motherfuckers don't even care here. <laughs> See, I was going to ask you that, man. And I can imagine, like, because I'm outside of Pittsburgh. So I live, like, probably 20 minutes outside of the city. And inside of Pittsburgh, it's a completely different world than when you're 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh because it turns in like hardcore rural Hicktown, USA real fast, man. Right. And yeah, I'm like shocked, man. Like, I think, but well, Pennsylvania is like a battleground state, right? Like, it's pretty split at the moment from what I hear. Completely split, man. Like, leave my house and just go to the grocery store. You look on the left and right side of people's houses, everyone has Trump flags or Biden shit. Like, it's like, Every other house is a Trump or his Biden. It's Trump and his Biden. Like, 
we don't put no signs in this house's front yard. We're not them people. Right. <laughs> I, I wish I had a libertarian Joe Jorgensen sign. I would put it in my front yard right now because that's where I'm voting. But I just don't. I don't invest money in that shit. No, no. That's it either, man. Like, it just surprises me. Uh, like, I said this on my uh, live stream once, man. If, like, I'm not a religious guy. But if Jesus Christ himself parted the skies, flew down from the sky, I witnessed all of this. And he says, Dave, I'm running for president. I wouldn't even stick his fucking yard sign in my yard. Right. I that's I don't know. I don't get the whole yard sign thing. Well, he wasn't born in America, so he can't ah. run for president. <laughs> <laughs> fucking foreigner. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned before I called you, I was like, I just call you my dead friends. But I'm guessing your name's Dave now that you said that. Yeah. Yeah, my name's Dave. Like, I rap under the name Deity. So, like, if you ever right. watch any of my costumes, you'll see me say, what's up, everybody? It's the D- I'm your host of Deity. This is my dead friends. Like, yeah, so my where, name's Dave. Uh, where do you live stream at and everything? Get that out of the way. So, in case people are uh, interested. I live stream on YouTube, actually, every day of the week, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can catch me on there. I do a, a live beat-making live stream where I, I take some samples and I load them into the Kai PC Live. And then within an hour's time, usually between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m., I try to chop those samples up and try to get a beat going. It's usually not always a complete finished beat, but for the most part, we get a beat going. I show you the whole process. We talk about it in chat. It's usually a good time, man. You'll, you'll even see me spit some freestyles on there every once in a while. Hell yeah. Uh, I've Since we last talked, me and you talked about selling exclusives. I have sold three since then, so I guess I'm going to disappoint you in that because you were like, never <laughs> sell exclusives. Hey, man, I say congratulations on it, man, because you probably made 20, 30 more beats since those been sold. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. They'll come and go, man. Right. Like, you know, you can't get too up. To, and even so, like, I don't know exactly how your exclusives are worded as far as the contracts go, but even that word can be kind of lenient as far as uh, did you sell 100% of your rights to where you have absolutely nothing? Right. Yeah, yeah. Did- I did not. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So you probably sold it exclusively for either a certain period of time or exclusively up until he sells a million. Then after that is a renegotiation. You know, so like you can yeah. really word a bunch of different ways. So just saying you sold something exclusively to me, like I don't always assume that 100 percent of everything of your, you know, creative uh, input into that instrumental is gone. Right. You know, you. Well, retained, um, I will say with one, I helped uh, engineer and produce, and the guy actually was like, hey, will you be on this song? And I was like, oh, uh, well, let – so he just bought a normal lease, and I was like, well, if I'm going to be on it, and uh, this beat's so fucking old, I didn't even know anyone would want it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, you could just get it at a cheap-ass fucking price. You know, I was real cool about it. But the other Dude. two paid for my PlayStation 5 that I'm getting in a couple weeks, so I'm like, fuck yeah. I mean, really? You? I mean, did you sell him uh – not only the beat, then you sold him a verse. Yeah, basically. Yeah. See, that's what's up, man. That's really, I mean, that's really good. Like, who are you with? You're with BMI, huh? Yeah. How's that been working out for you, man? Like, I, mean, honestly, you see- I don't know anything like, about it. Uh, nah. I, I didn't really get into it until I put out Internet Friends 2 because one of the guys on the collab album was like kind of anal about it. He was like, I need the BMI number. And I was like, bro, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I put out music all the time. I don't even know what BMI is. And then I looked up the whole BMI versus ASCAP thing. And then I, I went with BMI. I thought they were going to charge me money. They never did. And then someone told me that's because I always sign up as a songwriter and not a publisher. 
right or something but they're like but if you self-publish you don't have to sign up as a publisher you the songwriter are the publisher but i don't know if it, how legit any of this is so i uh did all my shit on there probably like four months ago so i haven't checked back in since i registered all my stuff but this is what i was wondering man when i seen you were putting those internet friends out i think i actually commented one time i'm like man like the, the the contracts and discussions having like 20 different people or whatever you have on an album man like that must be crazy like the divvy up the splits and have everything right and shit like that but uh it's not know. it's not hard at all because everyone i work with um i don't want to i'm not hating on them but none of us are that professional you know what i mean like in the ones that are professional they're cool enough with me that it doesn't get like that right now they are until that song blows up right 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 so what I say, and I, ha- I sent out this huge email about internet friends, two and now three, because I'm working on that one. And I basically say, you know, if, here's the scenarios I'm looking for. You pick one of my beats. If you make a song with a hook and a verse and leave me a verse, you will get 50% of that song through DistroKid. If you awesome. If you do just a hook, you will get 25%. If you do just a verse, you will get 25% to an extent. That's a good deal, man. I mean, you're doing all the fucking work. Let's be honest. I mean, right. they're doing... Verses and courses say, but they're still giving fifty percent. When you're the one that's publishing it, you're the one that's actually putting it out. Like you could really up that percentage, probably. I could, and there are times where people have hit me up. And they're like, "I don't want a percentage. I'm just glad to be a part of it." Which I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then, uh, you know, I could take more percentages because I'm the producer. A lot of times, I don't think of me as the, I'm just like I'm a rapper on this. You know, I don't. You're engineering it. You're probably mastering it. You're arranging the album. Yeah, I have a question for you because you're way smarter than me at this music shit. Um, Mastering it, a lot of people have this, you know, mixing and mastering. Now, me personally, when I make stuff, to me, it's the same thing. I'm always trying to get it to just sound good. I don't – Right. I haven't ever thought of it, but I had a guy who uh, I I mixed a song for, and he goes, all right, well, I'm going to send it to master. And then he sent it back. I goes, and here it is, mastered. And I don't know what the fuck the difference – I just don't know enough. Okay, so – I'm trying to think of the best way to try to analogy explain this, but like to me, it we even just basically uh mixing, you're gonna to me now, you're gonna be taking levels and doing major adjustments. You right. know what I mean? When you're mixing, like things could change a lot. You know what I mean? You could be turning things way down and moving this around uh to get things set. Uh the level you want, right. Yeah, yeah, you want it sounding good is possible through your mix. Now, when you're sending it to that guy who's doing the mastering, it's more of like uh, someone like maybe detailing a Ferrari kind of, or you know what I mean? It's not going to be such drastic changes that are going to be coming, but little subtle elements and things that they do. Like it is a, it is really is a craft. It's something that I'm not, a master in any way at you know what i mean i'm definitely still very amateur when it comes to the mastering process but i've been using something on my ipad actually is what i mastered my last album with it's called final touch and right. like i said man it's little things to boost volume and to kind of just clean everything up and just give it literally just that final little detail you know what i mean there's not going to be uh when i'm mastering 
You're not going to uh, see me dropping uh, massive EQ sweeps or something. Like, there's not going to be anything like that. It's really just a detailed process. Right. Yeah. That, I guess, And that does make sense. Uh, so basically, I guess I do mixing when I make beats and songs. But then when I move into what I would call the car test phase, I guess would be mastering. So, like, I'm printing CDs, take them to the car. I make notes, come back. Yeah. Kind of. But, know. I mean, when you're... Like you want what you want to do though is take like uh, after you mix the track down and then you have that wave or whatever that you're taking and listening to your car, then take that wave and then put I put it into a separate program or even if you use the same program, put that on just track one, that entire wave and then do your plugins or effects or whatever just on that whole entire thing. Gotcha, right? That's how I do it. Yeah, and I mean, I know like Lander is a very popular thing, and I've thought about paying for it, you know, because their their whole thing is you. It's what like is that? yeah, it's a a website that masters your shit. So you take your song that's mixed where you want, you upload it, it does some algorithm rhythmic shit, and it sends you back the mastered quality version. But see that like it, going by that algorithm stuff. See, I kind of don't like that because that's like using a, a preset. Right. I will say 20%, maybe not that, maybe 15% of the songs I've received from my music podcast are Lander mixes because they start with Lander underscore and then the name of the song. So a lot of people are using it um, and they always sound pretty good, but I'm always of the top. I don't want to get swindled and spend some money on some shit that ain't nothing. Uh, when people send you their tracks for internet friends, it's like when they send it to you, is it done then? Like it goes right on the album or do you do, don't do anything to them? Um, I've... I have them. They can send me their raw stuff, and I'll mix it completely. A lot of guys are better at mixing than me that are on this. So if they want to mix theirs and send me a mix verse, you know, I'll level it. Um, I typically do some shit. You know, I always add some like distortion. Like, let's sound like this is a guitar pedal through your voice. I don't know. I'm just. I want to do some stupid shit sometimes, and uh, you know, I always do a verse as well. So uh, I do check with everyone though. Like, I'm. I'm sure I'm annoying. I'm like, hey, does this sound lined up? Does this sound right? Does this sound good? I just made this choice that man i don't think when it comes to music especially like in the situation we're at now where like we can't be in the same room i want those thousand emails a day man you know what i mean that's the kind of person i am i was just talking about that the other day myself man because i like that i will you know if i'm I'm changing something especially if it's something that's gonna you know make the track a little different i'm working with an artist i want to send that to him and have him hear just that little bit i like i'd rather you be annoying and send the shit to myself yeah, especially like I said, especially when working with emails, it's very difficult trying to work and make music creatively when things happen so spontaneously, you know? Right. Well, and the way you bring that up uh, earlier this week, a friend of the podcast, Karma, she was on Internet Friends, too, and she's an artist out there that makes music. She was wanting uh, she just put on Twitter, is anyone thing they could make me like an acoustic pop sort of beat, you know, that's kind of sad or whatever? And I was like, I really feel like I could because I've been fucking with that uh uh, new VST, you know, not new, the Ample Guitar VST that everyone fucking loves, and it sounds just like a real acoustic guitar. And so I made this shit, and uh, eventually she just sang in her car, driving down the road in her iPhone, sent me that as a hook, and then that day I just mixed it in as a hook just to, like, get a feel for it. And I think it sounds so fucking good that I'm like, what the fuck did we come- stumble into here? So I was wondering, like, how that works when people are sending you their tracks and everyone else is mixing at their house and this person's house. and Maybe this person's in a professional studio. Like, how how do you ever have problems when you have 10 tracks as far as leveling? Like, cause, like even like that's different in mastering, you know, what I mean? right. when you master a track or you master an album. Right. Yeah, it's it's difficult. But honestly, mine is the work. No, maybe not the worst. There's a few that are worse mixed than mine. But, you know, and I, I know it's hard to mix your own verses. 
You know, like I have all my shortcuts and shit saved, you know, like, oh, I do this on me. But in general, it all you're always going to think you sound stupid or corny or I don't know. Some be fucked up about it. And uh, whereas in like other people's verses, like, I mean, quickly, I'm like, oh, perfect. I got that mix perfect. But I spent forever on mine. And now there's some people that, uh, you know, Southern Comfort, who was on my last album, he is, his new shit sounds better recorded. But at that time when he sent me something, it sounded like he was just right next to a fan blowing, you know, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God. But I just added so much distortion to my verse to kind of match it on that song that it kind of worked, you know, like. I Maybe know. you have to see your verses for someone else to mix. Yeah. So like they're, so they're hearing it different. I've had that same problem too. Like I haven't really rapped and put like many of my verses on uh, like recorded in a long time. So like I don't even know how my voice sounds in recording anymore because it's been a long time since I've done it. Right. Well, I think something I do that I've I've told myself I'm gonna stop doing as much is I cut out a lot of my low end in my voice because I feel like there's just so much that boxy, honky sort of tone in there and I, I just cut I just do a little sweep you know to cut off a lot of low end and a lot of people hear that and they're like ooh it sounds so crisp and then other people hear them like it's too thin you know so I think uh, there's probably a balance in there somewhere I'm just I'm all self taught you know like I don't fucking know anything about engineering and shit I'm like I don't fucking know but I try hey man I'll learn it off of YouTube I think like everybody this generation <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, alright man well do you have any music projects coming out in the works in the plans Actually, at the moment, I don't, man. I have a couple of beats that I've had sent out to different people and stuff like that to hear back from them. But other than that, man, I've just been doing the daily Good Morning America live streams. Like I said, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch me on YouTube on my My Dead Friends YouTube channel. I've been doing the live streams heavy, man. Like, I've kind of gotten away from doing the tutorials even and stuff like that. And, like, anytime I make a beat nowadays, I'm like, wait, I already have it now. So I'm also, I'm all set up. So I just go live. And ninety percent of the beats that I make nowadays, I'm doing live. Hell yeah, I've I've really thought about getting back on the streaming. You know, I did Twitch for about two weeks. Uh, at my lunch break, I'd come in to make a quick beat, and I loved the like I said. I think I meant to talk talk to you about this last time. The pressure I felt like it put on me um, to make a beat like that. And I've thought about switching to YouTube because I already have you know beat videos uploaded underneath my YouTube account, so it would make sense. I just I find it so hard to find an audience. Like I don't think anyone cares. You know. Yeah, it is tough. Like, I'm actually, well, I'm 86 episodes in now to Good Morning America. I just filmed 80, episode 86 today. And I think at my peak, I had 10 people at one time watching. Now, that's been a buildup, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, the top that I've ever had, I think maybe was like 15 or 20. But out of all 86 of those episodes, I think only one of the episodes even since then, maybe I think it was like episode 51 is like reached over a hundred views on YouTube. Right. Not getting a lot of views even after I'm done live or anything like that, but I'd love, I just like doing it. Right. You know, I'm going to make these beats anyway. I'm sitting here hanging out and I got like, uh, uh, an audience now. Like I wouldn't, I hate saying the word fan. Dude, like, I, I get it. Know. I get it. <laughs> My fans I feel like an asshole saying that. But I have, you know, a group of maybe, like I said, five to ten people that I are constant, man. Like every morning they're there with me, hanging out with me, chilling and chatting it up, man. And it's cool, man. Like, right. you know, just building that community. You know what I mean? Maybe by episode a thousand, I'll have 20 people watching all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, that's exactly what I go through on this podcast. Now, I do a podcast, honestly, because it's a lot easier. I mean, to me, it is. You know, I get time to edit it and. It is only audio, and I get I'm missing all those YouTube kids that won't listen to an audio-only podcast, but um, 
I enjoy doing it, even if I don't have like real fans. I do have like a group of, you know, it seems 20 to 30 people who will listen to an episode within the first week. And then after that, you know, like a a few months out, they might reach, you know, however many more people, like some people catching up and things. Um, But I always or what the way I think of it in my head is I make rap music because like I love it. Right. Like that's why I make songs with lyrics. And then uh, I started making beats to kind of support that. You know, because I was like, I need beats. And then I started selling my extra beats because I was like, well, I have so many. What the fuck am I supposed to do with all these? And then now I make a podcast for anyone who would be a fan of the other stuff. That's what I think is great, man. Like, you know, uh, whether you think it or not, man, you really are doing something great for the community, bringing people together. Like even myself having me on here like this and then having me on for my uh, album release and stuff like that. I've noticed, man, I reached a different audience, you know what I mean? Right. Like all the people that follow you and stuff like that might have not have known about me. So like the community that I've seen so far, like I've seen people say like, oh, it's the, the producer community is toxic, but I have not seen that at all. Like at all. Right. Everybody I've come across so far that makes beats or stuff like that. Like there's a guy, Matthew Stratton, that I talked to on YouTube, uh, NPC head, Marlo Diggs. Like these guys, man, they're like super cool. I mean, we just talk, chat chill like nothing but love man it seems like from everybody which i think is great so you doing this podcast man yeah i mean i know you've done a lot of pod. you've done over like 200 or something haven't you yeah this will be 209 i think i see that's incredible i applaud that man like i have mad respect for that the, the dedication you know what i mean to do that a lot of people i don't think get it you know what i mean because right. there's i'm only on episode 86 of mine and there's days that I'm like, man, like, what the fuck am I doing? There is only 10 people watching and shit like that. But then I turn my head around and I'm like, hey, man, if those 10 people are coming and watching, I'm going to go live and I'm going to give them a show because, you know, them 10 people like it. You know, I don't want to let them down just because there's only 10. I need to look at it as, hey, man, I need to be excited because there's 10. Right. You know? Yeah. And the last thing I'll tell you before we get to some fun video game talk, you know, I've seen a lot of people lately as well, uh, the argument. And the music makers and not just producers, but artists and everyone else. And and there's reviewers and radio hosts and, you know, there's all these people in these uh, bubbles as this idea that if you're not spending money on promotion, if you're not spending money on engineers, if you're not spending money on all this stuff, then you don't care. You don't take it seriously. Or this idea that you should only like care about one song really polished as opposed to making a whole album of unpolished stuff when I'm just so opposite. Like, yeah. If I found an artist that had one dope song and I went to their page and they had one dope song, I'd be like, well, fuck them. They only got one song. But if I found a song I vibed with and I went to their page and they had like fucking three mixtapes of some, I'd be like, let's fucking let's do it. We're diving in. Right. Well, see, I I might be a little different on that, man. Like, because there's something going on. But I could see what I kind of look at it, too. If you're going on their page, and they only have that one dope song. What what happened? Right. Like, it's true. like they are dope then if we can hear that they're dope like i would almost want to kind of pursue that the try to i mean unless they haven't posted in you know two years or some shit like that but i want to find that diamond man i'm looking for that diamond in the rough so bad man i'm constantly on the internet right. well, trying to- i guess in, in my uh examples here these people have the one song because i haven't seen music in my podcast they get like 50 to 100 thousand plays like they have a lot of plays a lot of monthly listeners on one song but I would much rather have the kid who put out an album and he has 30 monthly listeners and I'm like, fuck it, we're diving into his shitty mix fucking I, album. Okay. 
thing. Yeah, because that kid that still has that, he's still putting shit out. He has the grind. Right. Now, I do think there is a time, and maybe I'm there where I should, like, you know, pay someone to mix my shit, you know, and be like, you know, maybe it's that good. But there is just um, – I hate being told I have to, right? And I hate, like, and I don't care about numbers. Like, people want to say all these numbers of, like, I get this many listeners. And we're like, everyone's aware how fake they can be. I know. Like, we all know you can buy them. Everyone knows that. And yet you still brag about it. I don't, it don't make sense to me. One thing I'm proud. I mean, I have done promotion. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I have my album when it come out. It's just Instagram ads or Facebook ads or some shit like that. Nothing too crazy. Maybe over the last three years, I maybe spent 100 bucks or something, right? Yeah, not bad. No, but you if you go across my socials, one thing I'm proud of is you can see that the following I have is organic because I literally have like a thousand followers on my Instagram, my Twitter, and my YouTube. They're like all at the same numbers. Right. Like it's like seventeen hundred, a thousand, eighteen hundred, but they're all the same. So like you know what I mean? Like I don't have a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers and then no one follow me on Instagram or that you know what i mean it's pretty much across the board for me right which like, is and see i'm real transparent like i've had some number like my numbers have gone up on my spotify because someone who was on my song paid for one of our songs to be on a bunch of playlists i didn't uh, pay for that um but it still dude, shows up ton of plays off of that off of putting me on your playlist i can't remember how much it was but it's definitely the most plays that i fucking have anywhere hell yeah good job my yeah. playlist um so yeah, you know, my playlist gets a few lessons, but you know, I try to just be honest. Like I know I'm not popping as much as my numbers say, and I don't act like it. You know, I don't know. I just wish people were genuine in the hip hop world, but I understand that'll never happen. No, 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 not as long as fake gold chains exist. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> right. All right, man. Main reason you're here. Uh maybe not the main reason. I guess all the music stuff was great as well. But we're I have you on because you're the only person I have on my PlayStation friends list with more trophies than myself. Yeah. <laughs> by a lot i think you have like a way more than me um and i i know they redid the trophy number recently i don't remember what mine's at i went from level like whatever i was to like three something i'm in the 300s i know that yeah i i jumped dramatically man it went from uh i think i was a 27 and then i jumped to like 390 yeah i think i was at like 22 or something yeah, it was it was weird. I'm not even exactly sure. Well, they switched from uh, it used to go up to a hundred, and now it goes to nine hundred ninety nine. So they just prorated whatever you were on the way to a hundred before or something. I seen something with the like the, the the PlayStation Five trophy system, and like the trophies are kind of different. It looked like there was like different variations of yeah, bronze. Yeah. Some bronze will be worth more and less, which is cool because I mean we've all played those games where some are fucking the first bronze you get for just checking in the game shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah man um so yeah before we get to the game so my goal was we're gonna do a top 10 favorite ps4 games each and honestly we can keep going on the rest of our list if there's some others so we'll try not to repeat each other so if you take something good one you know i won't say it vice versa um and then and we'll get to we, we each have a top 10 here of dope games but i will ask because no one else i know really cares about themes but do you have any playstation themes you think are awesome because i have one that i think's easily the best fucking theme i've ever had now, how about you go first? Because I want to hear what you mean by like a theme. Yeah, yeah. The, on uh, on PlayStation Four, you know, you can go in your settings and you can change the back, oh. the themes, the theme yeah, setting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the one for Firewatch is so fucking awesome because it changes on time of day. Like if it's the morning, it's the morning on your theme. If it's the app, and fucking birds are flying in the back, it's like a live dynamic one. 
Yeah, yeah, I like those. A lot of dynamic ones are, like, yeah. And they're so good. And then I get some, like, Final Fantasy 7s. I'm like, what is it? And it's just a fucking static picture. And I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> so, oh, man, because I didn't even play Firewatch. Uh, well, it'll, it might make an appearance on my list because it's so fucking awesome. I've heard it's great, actually, man. I don't know why I kind of skipped out on it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to let you go first since you're the guest here. Um, so what is your number one PlayStation 4 game? Now, I do want to put a disclaimer on this. Because yeah. the, as far as, like, a number one game, like, there, I, ha- like, I could almost make two lists as far as what I think is an absolute masterpiece of uh, an, a piece of art as right. far as the game, the experience I've had with it, and just overall what it did to me as a person and just like just experiencing that game. Now, for that is my number one game. It is definitely going to go to The Last of Us 2 because that I know that there was a lot of shit given on The Last of Us 2 and I was there with everybody too. As soon as Abby come on the screen, I fucking threw the controller to the ground and I was like, this is bullshit. I don't want to play as Abby on The Last of Us 2. So that's what's weird about it, but it still makes it I think the absolute best game because if you just look at the art style that they did of it and just the little nuances on how Ellie moves or how Abby moves when certain uh, 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 the infected get to you and stuff like it, it is just such a complete work of art and the craftsmanship that the developers did as far as the music and the tone and just how they made me feel when I played that game. Right. And like after it was done, and I mean, we're totally spoiler free here, right? We don't give a shit about spoilers. Yeah, fuck them. No. Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess you would say um, I wouldn't spoil the ending of any game, but if it's anything to get people interested, go for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was totally gonna spoil the ending of the. Game. <laughs> I, I will say we've talked about The Last of Us on this podcast before, so we've. I may have spoiled it before. I don't really remember. I'm- a little indifferent with The Last of Us 2. I know you don't feel as strongly about it as I do. I don't know. I would say what what I think is I what I enjoy about my thoughts on it is they are so opposite from everyone else. Like you are like everyone else. You hated Abby, you think Ellie's the greatest, and I'm so opposite. I the whole time playing as Ellie, I was like, I fucking hate this game. I wish I was I wasted $60. She's weak as fuck. She can't do anything. I hate sneak games. I hate but I do love The Last of Us 1. So like, you know, I was wanting to be into it. When Abby came in and plays like Joel, I was like, finally. Fuck. Like, Wow. Yeah. I never heard that take from you like that. So I just – now, since I beat it, you know, and games sit with you, a lot of things on my list are going to be they – they moved up my list after playing them. You know, once a game sits with you for a while. The Last of Us 2 is not on my top 20, by the way. Um, no kidding. <laughs> so I didn't love – like, it was, it was a chore – it was a chore for me, I felt like, just to get through it. But the graphics are amazing. The storytelling is great. The scenes you remember, you know, even that shitty-ass dog, doggy-style sex scene is fucking awkward, but you still remember it. Uh, awkward. Killing all those fucking dogs make me feel bad. You know, like, there is a lot to it. And it's a great, it's a well-made game. I don't think it's fun, I guess. I think I might have called it my, like, top game. Now, this is what I'm saying. I think this, it's a masterpiece. Right. Now, do I think it was my number one most enjoyed and fun game no i don't i actually have a different game for that this is kind of what i was saying like as far as though the last of us 2 i just think it's a masterpiece 
no matter how you look at it, love it or hate it, you have to respect it for what it is, I think. Right. And, and what they did and how they did it, I just think it's incredible. And it was a game, like, not so many games do this. It literally sat with me for weeks. Like, there was two weeks gone by, and I was still thinking about the ending and just the whole story and just, like, right. kind of traumatized by the shit. I was like, you know, it was kind of, you know, making me think about, you know, uh, different actions of revenge that I've taken in life and things that I've held on to. Well, the whole you know? third act isn't needed. I feel like that also ruined it a little bit. Like when she's over it, she comes home and then he shows up and is like, come on, let's go. Like there's just certain things that aren't great for a game. That's supposed to be great storytelling. So like weird, but when it came back and she walked back up to the house, I, I, I feel like I, I understood it then. You know what I mean? Like she seeked revenge. I will also from- say the guitar, was one of the best symbols of any video game ever. Like it was great. So, Amazing. That was but it. now I want to say this though. My my favorite game that I've actually played hundreds of well, hundreds well, hold of on. Hours. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. You made your choice. Now I make a choice. We're going uh, back and forth. Oh uh, like I said, well The Last of Us Two is my number one game as far as a masterpiece, but I wouldn't say it's my number one game as far as uh what I've played the most. This is well, kind of what I would We'll see if your other one's there at number two for you. My number one game of the PlayStation 4 era is God of War. I'm, I'm rich. I'm with you. It's to me, uh, and maybe this is offensive for the rest. It's not even close, not even close to me between God of War and any other game on the PS4. And that's weird because I don't even like God of War, the original trilogy. I always thought it was kind of fucking dumb, you know, and like I didn't I don't really like butt mashy sort of. And I get there was more to the original God of War. But anyway, I wasn't a big fan of that Devil May Cry looking shit. And uh, anyway, God of War, <laughs> God of War comes out on the PS4, and immediately I'm like, this feels so good. Now there is another connection. I love the TV show Stargate SG One, and there is a character on that named Tilk, and he plays Kratos in God of War, the new one. So every time he says "boy" and stuff, I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Tilk from Stargate SG One, like, <laughs> which is stupid, but it's fucking. It made me love it even more, and uh, it's just a fun game. The story is good enough. It meets, I mean, I would say it's great, actually, the story, but, like, it's good enough to get you through, you care about it, and it gets you to the next point, and then the gameplay's fucking fun. You throw that goddamn axe, the first time you throw that axe, you're like, oh my fucking god, this is so good. Yeah, so, um, for that reason, that's why I'd put God of War, I would say it's the best AAA game ever made. Probably. You could... You could easily sway me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now, I do think, obviously, I think um, Last of Us 2 has better graphics and all that, you know, but like just the fun I had now, God of War, it almost lost me. Cause I was trying to get the platinum and I could never beat the ninth Valkyrie queen or whatever. And I just gave up. And so that's I, very rare for me. I have the platinum. Well, congratulations. I'm, it's going to be in the PS five, uh, instant collection or whatever. So I might try to go back at it. We'll see. Go. Uh, there's a video somewhere that I watched. Someone explained on beating that last Valkyrie and, it's literally not like that hard. Like, what seemed get, pretty fucking hard? That, just that timing, really, the button timing. You know what I mean? You got to just kind of be patient with it and let her kind of open herself up, you know, instead of trying to like attack her. Right. Well, and I think another thing God of War does really great um, is it gets hard. And like, for instance, we're talking about these challenges of the Valkyries, like, but a casual gamer could still play it, love it, enjoy it. But if you want a challenge, they have a little bit of that as well. Whereas in a lot of challenging games, like a Bloodborne or something, you know, I'm sure it'll come up maybe later. It's just fucking hard. You know, like, there is no build up to it. Where I think God of War, it's like good for 
That's casual true. gamers and gamer gamer. You know, like I just feel like they've done a really good job. I'm ready for the next one. I like how they did the open world too. Right. And I think the fast travel was cool, like the way they hid their loading screens. Because something, you know, that was talked about a lot at the time is once that camera starts at the beginning, there are no camera cuts. That's amazing. It's like, so that, good. Like, that had to be incredibly difficult to do, man. I, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know if you watch. They have something with Corey Barlog doing some uh, the making of God of War or something that PlayStation posted on their YouTube. It's like an hour-long documentary showing about how they kind of started making it. Right. Pretty interesting, man. You might want to check that out if you never have. I have. I know it exists, but I have not checked it out. All right, what is uh, your uh, uh, number you'll two? Love it. Number two, I have Horizon Zero Dawn. Now I have these kind of just laid out. I don't. I didn't really put things in a one, two, three, four, five kind of thing because I'll let you know. Strategy wise, I'm just going to try to take what I think you'll take sooner, so you can't take it. It's a fantasy <laughs> football scenario. <clears throat> But yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, I thought that was, it was so different. Yeah. It was nothing like I really played before. Yes, it is that open world and stuff like that. But just the whole concept of these robot dinosaur things and how they were still kind of like prehistoric. Even how they were living was prehistoric. Now, it's been a long time since I played Horizon Zero Dawn, so I should have honestly went and watched some like refreshers on these games because I honestly don't remember too much about it. But I remember there being the ending being kind of strange. Right. The ending did get strange, but it also set up for a sequel really well, which, of course, it's coming. Um, I have Horizon Zero Dawn as my fourth, you know, not that it counts for anything. But, you know, I fucking loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it is a little kid's fucking dream come true robot dinosaurs i mean what the fuck <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah it's so great you know you shoot some shit to hold some ropes to hold a dinosaur down and you get it in its weak spot like there's all and then the dinosaurs have parts and if you blow up this canister and use them right so fucking cool so i really thought it was great i think it does lack a little bit of like the graphics because it was an earlier game you know it doesn't probably hold up to some of the more recent open world games but and it was very Ubisoft in the sense of like uh, collectathon. Get these mugs. Get these thing. Get. Th but I did it. I got the platinum. You know, so I was like, yes. Yeah, that's what kind of I went through too, man. I went and looked at like my trophy list and seen what games that I did get the platinums on. Right. So like, I really enjoyed playing Horizon Zero Dawn because I did get the platinum for that as well. Right. Agreed. Um. All right. My number two. I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, that's interesting, man. I haven't played that. I played the original Final Fantasy VII, but not the remake. And I know you were telling me a couple things about the remake, and you were like, yeah, really. Uh, I went back and tried to replay it recently, you know, when I was making this list. Because, like, man, if I'm going to put that number two on my list, then, you know, let me make sure it's really good. Right. I will say there are shortcomings. And if you do not have uh, fond memories or that, like, connection to the original, it probably won't resonate with you the way it does with someone who is a fan. You know, like, to me, the thing I can't get over is, like, uh, so I don't know if you remember the original one, when you're fighting in, like, the arena, uh, the and you fight, like, the big house that's, like, a fucking... You fought a house, basically, in the original one, right? And on this game, they make that a real thing that's in fucking 3D, you know, like you're an action game. But it's a house that you're fighting. And how stupid that is on a JRPG on PS1, but they make it work on the PS4. And I'm like, I fucking love it. Like, it's so Japanese, and it's so weird. And, like, that guy at that arena, you know, in the original game has a vest and a gold chain on, and he has a fucking vest and a gold chain on in this remake. Like, they just, 
they just took the fucking original and they made the made it in the fucking PS4. So for the love and all that they did, the whole time playing it the first time through, I was like, I can't believe this. That was my thought now, the whole time. Now, would you put the remake above the original? Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. If you combine all three, if like say they keep doing the remake and finish the story, I think yeah, probably the collective total would be better than the original. I know it's hard to like you know when I said that, even when I uh, ended that sentence, it's hard to like. uh, And the only uh, reason I wouldn't is I'm just better at turn based battles than I am at the action battle. I'm not necessarily good at it. Um, It's also that experience you had as a kid as opposed to now, right? You know, first seeing that stuff, man, like. It was incredible, man. When I first saw that Leviathan come out, as a, it was the most amazing thing. Like I couldn't believe that a, a video game was able to do something like that. Right, right. And I, again, I will say the the weaknesses are the the side character design sucks. They didn't care about some of the side pieces. You know, very Japanese in that way. Like a lot of care went into the main characters, and then everything else is kind of bland. Um, oh yeah, but I grew up like I said. I mean, I grew up playing Japanese role playing games, so like I kind of enjoy that Japanese flavor in my games. I don't. It doesn't turn me off necessarily because I'm used to it. But yeah, just off the joy that it brought me, I'm gonna say Final Fantasy VII Remake is my number two. Nice, nice. I like that. All right, what do you so, got? Number three. Number three was kind of back and forth me. Uh, not a game that gets a lot of love man well it gets a lot of play but i am actually gonna put just for playability and the fun that i had with my friends i'm gonna put destiny as my number three. Oh, dope I, so much destiny that it's embarrassing <laughs> but nothing could uh like the first time i went into a raid with my five friends and accomplished that and we're all just screaming and cheering. Like, I've never experienced anything like that in a video game before. And it was really just like, I loved it, man. Right. The story, fucking terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, playing the original Destiny storyline, like, it's fucking garbage. It's dumb. It's really nothing. But, like, the lore, like, they have these uh, these cards. The Grimoire like, or whatever. But, like... To go in and read all that bullshit like i didn't really do too much of that but i played so much of that game knowing the ins and outs and collecting all the things like over the it was literally over the last seven years probably the game i played the absolute most of and like i said man like it was something for the first time for me playing with friends and then having that group uh accomplishment man like so that's why it's gonna set as my number three man just for the this not because it's the best graphic game not because it's the best story game just for the experience i was able to have with my friends going and playing these raids and accomplishing these goals like i could still hear us all like cheering like we just like you know cured cancer or some shit like we were just so happy yeah we did it you know so yeah that is gonna stick in my number three uh, yeah, Destiny, I have a fun story with I enjoyed the first Destiny. I think it's the best gunplay, like the best feel. The controls just fucking are smooth as shit. I love it. Um, I got that, the beta. You know, the beta came out for PlayStation Plus members or something like a month before the game came out. And I went on vacation or – no, I think I think it was my best friend was getting married. So it was at his wedding reception, like we were saying in that hotel. I brought my PlayStation with me because I wanted to try out the, like I was so addicted to that Destiny beta. I was like, I'm not missing a day on this beta. This is so fucking good. 
and I just played that beta nonstop, and then I pre-ordered the game. Like, I had no interest in Destiny before that beta. And then I got it, and honestly, I really wish they would have done a lot less in the beta. Like, the beta was the game. So, like, when I got the game, I was like, okay, but I really expected more. I just did, because they... Yeah, they kind of really screwed up. This is one thing that's even why it deserves to be up there on my list, because the content really was lacking, but I had so much fun playing with my friends. Right. That this matter, man. Like, you know what I mean? Collecting the same fucking guns. Even when they come out with new things, all they're doing is reskinning this, and it's the same weapon. But, man, I, I was still there, man, playing. I mean, it almost became, like you're saying, like an addiction. Like, I have to log in today so I can do my dailies. Right. You know, shit like well, and having friends will change all of it. You know, I don't have many friends that play games. The only time I got into Fortnite a little bit because I had a few friends that would play every day. And I'm like, sure, I'll join. And just when you're playing a game together, it is more fun. Just it, it is. Until, like you were saying earlier, we were talking about music and how, like, someone tells you you should use this plugin or use that. It started to get like that with Destiny, where people in my group would be like, hey, man, you should have this armor on if we're going to do this. And I'm like, well, fuck you, man. I just want to play how I want to play. Right. Yeah, that's that MMO shit. I have a cousin who got real into MMOs, and that's it was a lot of talking I would, when I'd watch him play. Like, a lot of parties talking to each other to figure out what they're about to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. About this. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, my um, number three, I'm going to go with near, I say automata, but someone might say near automata. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, it's one of the games, um, some, it kind of worked for God of War as well, you know, and some others. If I don't know anything about a game at all, like I have zero expectations, and then you play it and it's fucking awesome, it just becomes like so awesome, right? Like, so because, much better. Because it's like out of nowhere, and that's how I felt with this game. It starts off... Um, it looks like an old school, like the shoot, like where you're shooting shit coming down from the top of the screen, like an old space invader. So they got three yeah. fucking space invaders. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden you're like robot chick turns into a human. Like she was a, a ship and then she transformed to a human to land. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then you realize she's an Android robot lady. And, uh, it's so fucking weird. It's super Japanese. There's hardly any NPCs. Like it feels like a very empty world. Cause it's just robots or whatever. But, uh, there's something about it that I just loved and I just kept playing it and I kept playing it and you have to beat it three times to get the full story. So like you beat it once and it's like, congratulations, you might think you're done. But if you play it again, there's more missions the second time through. And if you beat it through that time, then the third time you play as a totally different character. So like, it's, so I, I've never played the game. So like, can you set it up a little for me? Like, what is the, uh, like, um, it's like an action RPG. But what, what are, what are we trying to do? Like, uh, this, yeah, uh, there's space, yeah, there's like a space station out in the uh, out in space, and uh, A2 I believe is the name of the main character. Which my name's A to the Mo, so I guess that's maybe why I like the game so much. I don't I never really con- connected those dots. Um, but yeah, so in space, their their goal is to destroy the robots that have overtaken Earth, so that they can then repopulate humans on Earth. So we the humans made these androids a long time ago to save humans, and so they have like some human DNA somewhere and you're going to go clean up the earth so that you can put humans back on the earth with their DNA. But you start to learn that the robots have become sentient. And then what's the difference between killing them and putting humans back versus just letting them live because they're now sentient beings. You know, like that's more or less the moral of the story. That sounds, is there only the one? Why do I feel like there was, is there two of them? Is there, there a sequel? There is an older one uh, that was like on PS3, like, a, like near something else. I don't remember what uh, 
you know, the second word was there, but it was just one of those that came out of nowhere. I knew nothing about it. Um, I, I really, the, the battling system was, I, I remember the weapon system. It's been a while, but the weapon system, you could equip different types of weapons to do different types of like a giant buster sword or maybe a small thing. I feel like there were different weapons you could use. Um, and then the different character you play as in the other playthrough has different stuff. He's like, he's like a scout robot. Actually, I think all three you played different ones. Like your main person's a normal like soldier, and then there's like a scout dude, and then there's a another one who's like a super badass android chick. And anyway, it's it's fucking weird, but I loved it. So I might have to check that out, man. I was just looking at the Metacritic score, man. It has like a ninety some Metacritic score, ninety one. Yeah, I mean it's it's dope. It's very dope. Now I do think it's weird. You know, I mean I think you have to be kind of into the weirder Japanese shit. You know, but. That's interesting, though, man. That'd be something I'd be interested in checking out. Sure. All right, man. What's your uh, number four? <laughs> number four was kind of all over for me because I kept switching different ones around. But I'm going to stick with No Man's Sky. Oh. And specifically when it became PSVR, PlayStation VR. Yeah. I got the game when it released. And it was cool. Like, there is nothing, though like putting that VR headset on, jumping in your ship, and then leaving the planet and going out into space and flying at warp speed. That game is so interesting to me, man, the things you can do and stuff like that. But having that VR headset on and standing on a planet and just literally looking around, like I could just walk around in that game. That's how much I just love the atmosphere of it. Right. I don't know. It's just really... I don't think... It would have made it anywhere near my list, though, without that PlayStation VR. Like, that really is what set it apart, having that VR. And when you have the controllers in your hand and stuff, like, I don't know, man. It's When it, when it sets you in that world, it just, it's such an experience, man. So I have to put that up there. And it's a game, quite honestly, that I haven't even finished. Oh, yeah. See, my... I do love No Man's Sky as well, but I think it's fun because my experience is so different. I, I don't own a VR unit. I would love one. I've been talking about it for years, but then I was like, well, the new PS5's coming out. I'll just wait, you know, that's how I've been. Uh, but I played No Man's Sky, you know, the day it came out. Everyone hated on it online. I I personally I, thought what I got was what I thought was going to happen. Like, I didn't have my mind thinking it was going to be something different than it was, I guess, right? So, like, to me, I wasn't as disappointed as other people. Like, other people thought they were going to find their friends online and, like, have a planet together. And I was like, I don't, I didn't think that, but when's, when's the last time you've played? I well, so, so, right. So I got the platinum the first time I downloaded it, right? Like I went through, got the platinum all that, And then after that, and I'm sure you're the same way. It's hard to go. Wait, you have the platinum for no man's sky. Yeah. How was, how was that? Um, was it- the only one that's hard is finding all the species on 10 planets. So like, you okay. have to get laid on a planet and then you have to find every fucking animal that lives on that planet. <laughs> I'm going to have to look. Yeah. And, uh, so, but after I got the platinum and they done that big update where they added bases and you know they made it kind of better, I went back to play it. But it didn't because I had already gotten all the trophies. I just didn't care as much for some reason. But, yeah, right. oh, I could totally feel you on that, man. Because it does that getting all the trophies in a game. I'm done. Right, that's, like, how, <laughs> that's how I felt. And so I might get back on it on PS5. Uh, you know, I heard they just came with a new update. If I ever get a VR unit, I'll definitely get back on there because I actually enjoyed it. I didn't mind the mining for gold. Like that was the loop. I found a planet with a bunch of gold. I got it and I sold it at the station, and then I bought a bigger ship and I took that right. ship and I went to another. Like that. Yeah, sh- some like uh, 
like I, like I said, like some crazy story thing that I got out of it or nothing like that. It was literally just hanging out in the world. Right. Well, and I'm sure you um, might be the same way. Like if like my wife or, you know, someone else is doing something, I can play a game in the room. Like I'm always playing games. Right? Like my wife's watching TV. I'm on another TV playing a game or something. Right? Like I don't, I don't know. I've, I can do like sometimes you need games that don't require necessarily all your attention like that, you know. Some that's why recently I don't know if you noticed I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, but the only reason I do that is because I can jump on a quick match, shoot around a little bit. I'm not thinking about anything. I actually have the radio going, listening to I'm a, I listen to Howard Stern, so I was listening to Stern. I have the game going. I don't have to sit there and like pay attention really to what's going on as far as you know talking or anything. So I like just throwing games like that on just to kind of chill out, but. Once you get that PlayStation VR headset, dude, your mind it's gonna blow your fucking mind when you step back into No Man's Sky because it is it is incredible. Good choice, good choice. All right, Vermont number are we on four or five? I don't remember. Or I think that was four. Yeah, that was four. Uh, so at my four, I'm gonna go with uh, Detroit: Become Human. Um, nice. This is another one that because I had such low expectations, I never played um, Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls, I think was this company's other previous two games. I never played them. I've heard good and bad things about both. And then they gave away Detroit Become Human as a PlayStation Plus game one month, you know, and so I'll try out anything than that. And it was amazing. Like, it's just making choices, you know, or not just making choices, but like you're walking around in scenes and you're making dialogue choices as the characters and that determines the story. And then it kind of shows you the butterfly route, you know, how you could have went other directions with it. And I, you know, and this is a game like I would never go back and get the platinum because it required me to replay it a different way where I'm like the story I played is my story, you know, like that game is good. I would think would be weird playing again. Right. And so, like, I did see it's like, you know, I missed this trophy where it's like uh, the convenience store clerk lets you stay the knot in the convenience store. And I missed that because I didn't want to, you know, didn't threaten wanna... him with a gun or whatever in the middle of the stock. I was like, I don't, that don't work for my girl. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, and if people don't know, it's a base at Future Detroit where the motor industry is turning to the android robot building industry. And uh, you play as these androids are starting to get sentience and, uh, you know, you're making choices and you're kind of breaking through their AI and it's, you know, all powerful in that sci-fi way of like, oh, how can we be monsters to these robots? You know, sort of thing. And though, man, that like gets you in the heart. Yeah. Like, it's like, make those decisions. You're like, you sure you want to do that? Well, you better make a decision like right now. Right. Man. And that's the thing. You don't get all the time in the world to make a decision. That's, I like that. That In Walking Dead, uh, you know, Telltale, they really... They're they're the key to that. They figured that out. Like when you played The Walking Dead season one, and they gave you like ten seconds to make that choice, and you're like, uh I completely forgot about The Walking Dead game. That might have been up there on my list. See, I put that PS3. Uh, I think it's hard to remember. Wait, we were only using PS4, PS4. right? Okay, yeah, because there I started thinking about. There's a game called Sound Shapes that I really enjoyed, man, but it was come out on PS3. Right, and a lot of games I thought about, but I played them on the Vita, even though they're on the PS4. So to me, they're not PS4 games. Like Sound Shapes, I beat on the Vita, but I love Sound Shapes, man. I thought that shit was awesome. All right, uh, what is your number five? <sighs> number five. I don't have ten. There's no way I'm going to make ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where I want to go with number five, man. Let me throw you out these couple few games I have. This game called Guacamelee. Yeah, it's great. I, 
I loved it, man. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these other games that probably feel like I have the division, which I like the division again. Like I uh, mentioned about Destiny, just playing along with friends. So I wanted to include the division up there somewhere. You know what I mean? Because the, the art style and everything like that, it was good. But the more I thought about it, man, like I really just, I enjoyed playing Quagamelee so much, man. I just had fun playing it, man. I played it mostly probably on my Vita. Right. But. I also played it. You Did know, you play my, the sequel? I have not, man. I have not either. I played the first one, but I never got the sequel. I never but beat I, Guacamelee, the first one. So I I feel weird I, saying I love it because it didn't get me enough that I got all the way through the end. But I got about halfway through. This is why I went and checked back to my Platinums, man. And that's why it made my list. Because as soon as I saw that I had that Platinum and I saw the name of the game, I remembered the experience that I had with it and just how much fun that I really did have with it. Right. So I'm put that up there, man, because I think it deserves a little credit. Well, Welcome, yeah. man. Never played it, man. He's like, you're a Mexican luchador. Uh, your girlfriend gets stolen by this. I think his name is El Diablo or something yeah. like that. Thank you, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like it's a side-scrolling platformer, really. Like a beat 'em up a little bit. Yeah. And you learn these different like luchador moves and stuff like that. I had a lot of fun yeah. playing that game. It's really good, well, and it's multiplayer. So if you have yeah, it's split screen multiplayer. It, has, it supports that, which is dope. Yeah, I forgot to do that. I never played with anybody else. Um, all right, my number five. I'm gonna go with a launch day game for the PS4, and this was my favorite game for the PS4 for a long time until God of War came out. I would tell everyone that Rezo Gun was my favorite game. Oh, I had Rezo Gun on my list, bro. Rezo Gun <laughs> is so fucking good, and it's, it's hard. Awesome. It's hard though. You know, I I I can't. When I quit playing, all I could do, I could get through the first three levels of hard, and then I would always die on the fourth one because I was trying to get that trophy for you go through the whole thing on hard without going through all your lives. Dude, I'm just not good enough at it, but it's so fun. Um, it's basically, for people that aren't familiar, it's if you know a Space Invaders or a Galaga or whatever like was made in modern day. It's got like fucking great graphics, even though it's pixely block shit. And uh, anyway, yeah, you go around this tube and you fucking kill aliens that are coming. And you save little human people that are getting abducted and try to make it through this. There's only five stages, but it's so fucking good. So good. I think it has a 3D option, too. Nah. For some reason. Huh? Is it like for like VR? No, for uh, uh, for 3D television. Remember? Oh, like with yeah. But I'm trying to think if it was. Rezo Gun that had the 3D option because I think Super Stardust is made by the same people, isn't it? Uh, I think they might be different people, but they are they're both popular at the same time and they are very similar. Right, so, yeah, so I don't know if I'm getting them confused, but I do remember playing Rezo Gun for sure, man. Right, I definitely has a different. House Mark is the company that makes Rezo Gun, and they also came out with a game called Next Machina, which was like their spiritual successor to Rezo Gun. And I I was so excited for it, and I bought it, and it was like this is not fucking Rezo Gun, so. Uh, yeah, I didn't play it. It, it. it was supposed to be like aliens and spaceships, and you're going around these court. But it was this gameplay was similar to Rezo Gun, but it wasn't around a tube. It was like around maps. I don't know. Did it, it <laughs> did not work. Um, but anyway, I think if you haven't checked out Rezo Gun, I mean, I recommend that to, to absolutely anyone. It's great. Absolutely, I would recommend that as well. It's just super fun, man. Like I said, it's not. It's one of them games you can kind of just throw on. There's not like some big story dialogue you have to follow. You could just throw it on and just chill and play right it's a great party game like i've had friends over where we all take turns can you laugh at how bad everyone is you know oh yeah (laughs) you're right uh so your number six (laughs) are you going with division 
Yeah, I'll put the vision at number six, man. Like I said, just because, again, for the the fun factor of playing along with friends, beautiful scenery, walking around, being able to go inside buildings, finding out other people's stories on how everything happened. If you never played the division or whatever, the whole world has a super virus or something gets infected by people's money, spreads the virus. So everyone starts getting infected and dying and shit like that. Yeah, if I liked, if it was a first person shooter, I would have probably liked it more. I didn't try Division One. I tried Division Two when it was free, and uh, I got my friend, I got uh, one of my friends on to play it, and we played Division Two. And I was like, I just think this sucks. It's all third person. Put the dot on the head. I don't know. I didn't love the shooting. Back to the the playing with friends thing for me, man, because I'm yeah. not really too into how it was. Well, it didn't bother me too much being in the third person like that as much. You know, as it seems like it would bother you, but right. just I'm, the graphic-wise in, like, that torn-down city, beautiful, man. Just, like, they did a great job. I think it's a really good idea. And honestly, if I liked shooting games more, I mean, you can see my list. I don't have any shooting games here. Uh, I would probably have liked it more. I just, you're not going to get me too excited by, like, look at this new gun you can shoot someone with. Like, that's not enough for me to get pumped. Yeah. It was more like you said, going into these people's apartments and like, you know, you see like what the fuck happened, what the hell's going on like that. It was the, the story is interesting to me, man. Are you yeah, saying could, one is better than two? I've never played two. Okay. Beta on two, so I really don't know anything about two to even say which is better. Gotcha. All right, well, my uh, number six, I'm going to go with some... I, I don't like the Assassin's Creed franchise historically, and it's not my thing. I played Assassin's Creed 3, and it was like the fucking worst goddamn game I ever played in my life, and it was like so boring. And uh, anyway, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I heard a lot of hype about Assassin's Creed Origin, and so when Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out, I told my wife, I think I might try this one, and she bought it for me. Now, you can pick a character between the male or the female. I picked the female of Cassandra, and I can't imagine not picking her. Like, the story was so much... I just seemed like it was made for the female character. You know, I don't know. Um, but it was basically Spartans versus people of Troy, something I don't fucking know. Some two, some two groups in this, you know, uh, Greek... Open world. Yeah, huge open world. It's like you go around the Mediterranean Sea or some shit and do all this stuff, you know... All the ships stuff that Assassin's Creed's known for, you know, the pirate ship sort of uh, battling, and I just really like this game. It's it's a not a pure RPG, but it definitely leaned way more into the RPGs than old Assassin's Creed was, you know. And yeah, like your weapon matters, uh, you know, you can kind of working on stuff. I, don't know, I just really really enjoyed it. Now it was it had too much content, which. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, "Who cares? I would just play it forever." But like after beating the game, there was still like a hundred fucking side quests and I kept doing them. Like I was doing them the whole time. I'm not the type that skips out on those, but they just wouldn't go away. So like, it's just all this dynamic, like so-and-so stole something from the market, help them get it back. You know, that shit. Um, but I, I mean, I left with it being like, I'm getting the next one. So I'll get this Viking one that comes out. Oh yeah. You excited about that then? Yeah. I mean, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey was good enough that I would get the next one day one, just cause I'm like, it's worth it. When I first saw like the gameplay, trailers or reveal or something with the Valhalla, I was not impressed at all. But right. then I saw screenshots and video. Like they just put one out a few days ago, not a week ago. And I was like blown away. I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome. This right. looks cool. I, yeah, that Odyssey I either, man. That's crazy. There's a lot of games that you uh, have on your list that I haven't played. Yeah, I hope I can give you some recommendations. Uh I think the coolest thing about Assassin's Creed Valhalla that excites me is it's been released that it's not one big story. 
You know, it's not like one 20 hour story. It's going to be like five, four hour story. Like, you know, you might go raid this place with the Vikings and that's like its own little story arc. And then you might go raid this place. Sorry. And then when they have DLC, I think it'll be handled better like that. Cause it's like, you're a raiding party of Vikings as opposed to like one story arc. So I'm just curious to see how they do it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did, you, did they say that? Yeah. They said it recently. It's more of like a chapter thing, like little mini stories as opposed to one long story. Yeah, so that might be a good thing, man. Because it takes. I've seen a lot of people like how you were just saying. Uh, there's a lot of content. And most people was. I think a lot of people, it seems anymore, don't want these gigantic games. Right. I mean, Red Dead Redemption Two done it for me. I mean, you'll see that's not on my list either. So, my <laughs> God damn it. I'm playing it. It's beautiful. It's fun. I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. But goddamn, it's cumbersome, man. There's like so much. It's 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 like fucking work. It got became yeah. like work. I'm stacking hay bales for horses to eat. <laughs> right. Well, and the controls are so fucking bad, but that's our thing. I don't controls either, man. I can definitely agree with you on that. Um. All right. So what is your number seven if you got one? Number seven, I'm going to put in Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Is that the first or second one? The first one, because I have not played the second I haven't one. Either. I've only played the first one, too. So. I thought that was such a breakthrough in video gaming having these warlords that remembered your actions like they grew in power like that was just so different to me man and like i know it's it's practically assassin's creed <laughs> like the way the guy moves and stuff like that it's pretty damn close see i say it's arkham but it's made by wb so they're all the oh, okay yeah i could see that too it told, yeah i mean they're all kind of Similar, yeah. Uh, and the uh, reason I said it is because I personally don't like the Arkham games. I just think that I don't like the the buttons right to like square and then the thing about their head, triangle. And I just never loved that. But I did play Shadow of War and I enjoyed it all because of that uh the system, the whole system of it, I'm surprised more like if they have that like uh copywritten or something like that, I'm surprised more games don't start implementing well, that. To me, a Batman game could do it with his villains. Any game, a mafia game could come out where different bosses. I mean, like it's you could do it all over the place. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do think that game's fun. I mean, I beat it, and it isn't the type of game I would normally see through the end. But it's because I was like, well, I want to fight Ugg Ugg or whatever again, you know. And you come in there forts and like all the orcs start chanting and shit. It was so fun. It was a pretty fun game. I really enjoyed that. So, like, when I, because I went through like a top 100 on Metacritic to see like the games and stuff, just to kind of refresh my mind. And as soon as I saw that game come up, I, I instantly remembered how much fun I had playing it. So, yeah, I had to make my list somewhere. Right. All right. My number seven, uh, a game that I think is criminally underrated would be Ratchet and Clank. It's on my list, man. It was my next game. <laughs> I think it is so good. Again, and this is because I didn't have any expectations, you know. So they put out the Ratchet and Clank movie, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we remade the original game, but on PS4. They basically do what Final Fantasy VII Remake did before yeah. that, and, and no one even cared. They're like, okay, cool. Uh, but they remake Ratchet and Clank, which I don't even have that much of an attachment to from earlier on. But the game was just so good on PS4. Like, the weapons were fun, and, like, all the different You're like, oh, this is what video games used to be. It used to be about, like, fun weapons and enemies and, like, stages. Or and oh, It was just so good. So I'm... I'm real excited about the next Ratchet and Clank on PS5. Like that's, I think, the best looking fucking game I've seen trailer wise. Yep, I'll be all over that. I'll definitely be day one getting Ratchet and Clank for PS5, man, because that PS4 game, it's just gorgeous and it's like I said, it's so fun. It's smooth. It just keeps moving on. It's funny. Right. It's just like, yeah, make 
like, like you said, like a kid playing video games again, where it doesn't have to be The Last of Us 2 where it's all fucking serious. It's just coming on, playing a fun game, man. So, yeah, I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank a lot. Right. Well, and it also, I mean, I'm sure you're like me. Like, there was a time when you would see, like, a Pixar movie or something. You're like, man, if only video games look like that. Well, this one fucking does. Like, this it looks does. better than fucking anything. So, yeah, highly recommend it. it. So much fun to play, too, man. All right. Uh, what are you going for with number eight? Number eight, I am going to put on... Mm, I'm going to put Dirt Rally on there. It's not this, like, it's another PSVR title is what makes it great for me. Right. Because driving around sure is fun. Game looks great, plays great. But when you put that PSVR headset on and you're sitting in the back of the, inside that car and you're driving, like, there's not, like, it's so hard to really try to uh, explain in the words on what it really does to you, man. But, like, being able to turn your head left or right and look to the back seat of the car it, it puts you in that driver's seat, man. And like, you really feel it just, it feels so much different, man. Like it right. really just changes the whole experience being able to be first person looking out the window. Like you can just drive better. I think. Right. I mean, I would, I would assume so. Cause you have all that. I mean, you, dr- you drive yeah. in real life or whatever. And it just feels like real life. Senses like more attached, man. And when you have them headphones on and shit, man, you're just really into it. So again, man, like these are oh obviously it's you know an opinionate opinionated thing where these are my favorite games so right. I just I had so much fun playing it and I couldn't when I was trying to think of these top my top ten you know what I mean because these really could bounce around like The Last of Us Two I always will think is a masterpiece at number one but like I said Dirt Rally really made my list just for a hundred percent for fun factor and like the experience of being in that car in a rally car flying at a hundred miles an hour like it's crazy. Right. All right. My number eight, uh, another car related game. I'm going to go with Rocket League. Uh, yeah. I got Love. Rocket League. You know, the day it came out, it was a free PS Plus game. That was a part of probably a key to their success. Really, everyone got it that first day. And I agree. I, I just haven't ever played anything that fun. I'll be honest. Like, as far as a multiplayer game, if you have friends and y'all really, it is so stupid. But awesome at the same time. Like, it's if you're unfamiliar, it's a big fucking soccer ball and your cars hitting the hitting the soccer ball into a goal and having a great time right it's like you're like because at first you'll like try to reverse so and then you eventually learn like never go in reverse go you go in reverse so stupid so like and then some people can fucking fly with their boost and shit which i never could quite master and uh so i, I i'm always the van and i play pretty good as the big old van you know i'm like a bully on the rocket league course but i played that game for you know i got the platinum in it so i played it probably a couple months um I, it's went free to play now, I believe, which is great. You know, I mean, I think that company seems pretty awesome, and they're not trying to screw anybody out of anything. You know, they're all they seem pretty fair, and uh, I just I can't. Rec- I mean, if someone was like, I have a kid, they never played video games. What video game to get? I would probably say they should get Rocket League. Like, it's just so simple. It's you understand exactly quickly what you're supposed to do. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, a great choice, man. Rocket League, man. I have a couple of buddies of mine that are like all over Rocket League constantly trying to get me to come on and play. I've played eh, four or five hours of it. I've hung out and played, you know, online with people, but it is, it's a party, man. Like right. you can not have fun playing that game, man. It's just, it's fun. And it is one that like, when you have friends, it's so much more fun. You know, my friend Pow Wow, he's a person I'll play games with every once in a while. And uh, we'll, 
we'll get on there and play like a doubles match. And if we fuck up, who cares? We're friends, you know. But if you play with like a stranger, you're like, they all fucking suck. You know, like you start getting more competitive, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great, fun game. So I highly recommend it. Great uh, game. Good. You got anything for number nine? For number nine, this is what I thought you were talking about when you mentioned a PS4 launch game. I'm going to say Infamous Second Son. Well, it was a launch window game. I don't think it was out on launch day. Oh, well, oh yeah. You're very right. But you are right. I do enjoy but that game. Infamous Second Son was one of the first PlayStation 4 games that like really blew my mind, man. Like, when you're flying around as that guy, like, it is, it's so cool. And, like, the neon... Like oh, the neon power is so good. Yeah, like it's been a while since I played that game. I should have went and did a little refresher on that. But if you've never played Infamous Second Son, definitely check it out. It all them first that first Infamous game. I just thought it was so cool being able to be good or bad. Right. Like that, I thought that was pretty cool that they added into a game to where I can go through in my powers if I'm the asshole the whole time that I actually can get be a more powerful asshole <laughs> right yeah, yeah i i remember playing infamous one uh if you remember back in the, the ps3 playstation network got hacked and it was down for like three months or so oh, like a long time and then when they came back they're like choose two free games out of these like nine and then i chose infamous and then something else and uh maybe little big planet was the other one i got but anyway infamous was Great. I was like, this game's super fun. It's a superhero game. I thought, personally, the the main character of Infamous One was super boring. But apparently everyone loved him. And so whenever they... And then whenever they didn't have him back for Infamous Second Son or, or make it Infamous 3, people would be like, well, I don't like this new guy. You know, every, So everyone from the get was kind of against Infamous Second Son. But it was the first game that ran really good and looked really good on the PS4, to my memory. Yeah, but you are kind of right. He was kind of like a doll character. Like, I don't real uh they went too far the other way they made delson like too like whiny yeah but i mean i enjoyed i mean i was looking so forward to this i pre-ordered it at gamestop and i got delson's beanie i still have it somewhere so that red beanie he wears i have and then a bunch of the pins uh that came with the game you know like pins you wear on your shirt sort of thing I, oh an infamous the first infamous i got the collector's edition come with this little backpack thing this little like side kind of backpack i still have it man it's real cool dude that beanie was great i mean i wore it it was like a really well-made beanie it wasn't like for collecting like i was aware that's how i felt about it um all right my number nine i'm gonna go with the game i mentioned earlier which is firewatch yeah. um tell me a little about that man because i really don't know too much about even what it yeah it's uh it's in the category of what people would some people would call a walking simulator um, I don't play many of those games, you know, but like really all the action you do is you walk and you you hit X on stuff to grab stuff. You know, like there's not you're not going to like fight anything. Um, it's five in the game, I think. Oh, huh? uh, no, not even that. You are literally playing through a story. Um, oh, OK, so that's really all. It's, it's one of those things like it'll hit you deep, you know, if it really resonates with you. But you start off and you're a guy. It's set in like the 80s. And uh, his wife, if I remember correctly, has went to like a insane asylum sort of thing so he's like divorced or he's he's past his relationship but it's not because his wife left him but she like went crazy or something right and so then you're talking on a walkie-talkie in your firewatch station to a girl in another firewatch station and then through that you're kind of like you you start to like the girl you're talking to on the walk but you're just doing stuff around your place like well you got to go check on this stuff and so you're walking and 
Do you want to, aren't you? Do what? Are you like a ranger? Yeah, yeah. You're a fire watch person. Like, so you're in a fire watch tower and you're basically looking out to see if there's any fires. Job title, a fire I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, I don't know what they're exactly called, but that's what they're, they're they uh, are the fire watch people. And then so like, uh, you know, there's a time where like, you catch kids uh, like skinny dipping in a lake and you got to. You know, and there's like little things to the story, you know, that keeps you going. And it's it's just well written. Uh, the main character you're playing as is voiced by I don't know if you were familiar with Mad Men, but uh, Harry Crane from Mad Men voices him and he's a good actor. So like it resonates well. And uh, the graphics yeah. are kind of like Wreck-It Ralph ish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know, it just it's one of those games that it just stuck with me. You know, if you find it on sale for five, ten dollars, whatever, I say it's totally worth it. Uh, that team has actually been bought by Steam since then. So I don't know when, if ever, they're ever going to put out another game or if they're just on Steam support now for Half-Life or something. I don't know. Story driven, like get in your feelings kind of game. Right. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's just there for a story. Um, that's cool, man. It's almost like uh, it kind of makes me think there's this game called uh, Gone Home or something, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that one, but I have it, you know, in my library. But it is very similar. It's in that vein. Category kind of thing, genre. All right. Uh, we made it to 10. What are you going with for your number 10 game? Number 10, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Oh, awesome. That was coming up on mine as well. <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, the last, I think it was the last platinum that I got. I think recently that I actually had to go back for, so I wasn't sure how to do it. But when you're swinging around a Spider-Man and they used it, they've done it so well to where you can fly around that city, man. And yeah. like again, but it is kind of goes back to what you're saying about them Arkham Asylum kind of controls and the fighting. It is kind of like yeah, but it's I'm faster. Kinda- it helps. It helps that it's faster. Yeah, like I like it, but I feel like you you know, you're kinda right on it that it could be something much more Right. You know, instead of just hitting these squares and hitting triangle or something like that. But I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. The the story kind of fucking threw me off here and there. Like I thought I knew what was going on, but things, you know, changed. I'm really excited to try out this Miles Morales man on PS five. Like this shit looks amazingly gorgeous, man. But I'm a comic book guy. I love comic books. I'm not like this huge Spider-Man fan, but they really just did a great job Insomniac with that Spider-Man game, like graphically, play-wise, and then being feeling like Spider-Man flying around that town, man. It's it's, it's really cool. When I say flying around the town, I mean swinging around the town, you know. Right. But yeah, it's it's great. Um I will say I am not a huge superhero person in general. And then also, yeah, the Arkham controls made me think I wouldn't like it. So I didn't get it at first. But after it got such good reviews, um, I eventually got it, I think, after I played Red Dead 2. So it was, like, perfect for, like, coming off that game to be like, yes, yeah, a fast game and I can do shit. Um, and I did – I enjoyed the story. I mean, that's the reason you get to the end, you know, because the story was compelling enough. Um, I did get the platinum in it. It was a very easy platinum, if I remember correctly. <laughs> more tedious than it is hard right right it was i remember just having to go back and do all the like defeat the little criminals even after the game was over i had to like go beat up the little thugs or whatever everywhere to to finish it up uh i will say the thing that's weird about the next one i'm not necessarily against it but they changed the peter parker face model actor he's <laughs> strange to you yeah and well they made him look more like Tom Holland or younger, which I'm not. Right. I'm okay with because I didn't necessarily think the first guy looked that good. He looked too old to be Peter Parker. 
but it's, my first thought space, I thought it was so weird. <laughs> right, but it is odd since you got used to it to then be like, oh, now they changed it. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. uh, that 70s oh, show or Tom Fresh Prince. Or... Bad, but yeah, now that they're changing it, that is kind of weird. All right. Do uh, you, you be buying the remaster on PS5? Well, you only get the remaster if you buy the ultimate edition of Miles Morales. And I've thought about doing it just to get the extra game, but I didn't. I don't know if I loved it enough to play through it again, you know? With you, man, I'm on the fence about it because I don't know if, like, it's really worth it. I mean, they couldn't have, like, lowered the price a little bit more. <laughs> like, right. Well, and I, also I something I got to remember is, like, all these games get on sale eventually. Like, I live – I got the digital edition, by the way, because I don't ever buy discs these days. Um but eventually there is a sale like every week they have a new fucking sale on their PlayStation store and some's on. So, like, just wait, have a little pay. And I'm going to try really hard to have more patience this generation because there are plenty of times I bought a game day one where I shouldn't have. There's certain games you almost have to buy day one. That is true. Some can wait. Because I'm online all the time with music. So, like, I, I see spoilers all the time. So, and I hate getting spoiled on a game. Right. All right, my number 10, and this is really hard because I still have nine games left on my top 20 I could go with here. Um, I'm going to go with XCOM 2. Dude, I have a friend of mine who loves XCOM. I do as well. And so my favorite game of all time, I tell people, is Final Fantasy Tactics. And um, I don't know if it really is, but I beat it the most. And, like, you know, I just love it. And XCOM 2 is in that realm of tactical game where, like, it's a it's chess, right? Like you're playing chess, but your chess pieces are like fucking soldiers or whatever. So on XCOM, you're a humans who are fighting aliens, and your guy can move like so many squares, and then his gun can fire so far away and does so much damage. Like so, it's a you know, real time strategy game. Uh, what really got me was XCOM One. I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know anything about the XCOM franchise. And then right before I got my PS4, PS3 on PlayStation Plus gave away XCOM 1. You know, it was one of their free month games. I played it and was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. This is like Final Fantasy Tactics, but new and like aliens and shit. And so I was really into it. And then when XCOM 2 came out, uh, I was just so gung-ho about it, right? And something I love doing in games is I'm actually a, I'm a fairly creative person, as people, I guess, could probably guess. I don't mind making all my friends in a game, you know, and all the So, like, in XCOM, I have, like, 13, 14 people deep, you know, that I've known throughout my life that I've made in the game, and then they're on my team, you know, and it looks like them, and I'm like, oh, I don't want them to die, and, you know, you... <laughs> You get more ownership over it, and it's hard as fuck. That's another thing. Like, you're not going to get through with all your people living. Like, you have to make sacrifices. I heard it can, it can get very hard. And so it's a game I wouldn't even think about platinuming. I'm just not near good enough at it, you know? And I'm sure with some gods or something I could figure it out. But it's, it is really, really hard. But I I just – I really enjoyed it. Like, I, it's one of those games um, – not many people I know even know about it or play it. But, like, when I play it, I'm like, man, this game's good. I was that person that knew nothing about it. And it seems like people either know nothing about it, and then when the people who do know something about it love it. Yeah. This is very true. Like, I would, I mean, I recommend to anyone who is uh, down with the strategy game, you know, and there's another part to it. Like, you have a home base. So, like, kind of we mentioned earlier the No Man's Sky thing, right? Like, you go out and you get your gold and you get your money. Like, when you're doing these battles, you can, like, get an alien corpse and bring it back to your home base, and then you research the corpse, and then it'll unlock alien technology. Like, it's just so great, man. And, like, your home base, you're upgrading. You're like, well, I need more barracks, or I need more of this. And so, like, you kind of are also customizing that. And uh, I don't know. It's just a really good game. It's made with that old-school fun mentality, but it looks like a new modern serious game, you know? So, like, it's a really good blend. 
Those are games I never really got into, man. Like the the it's like a real time strategy kind of turn based kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone does their turn, and you're like, now it's their turn, and yeah, right. Yeah, that's something I never really got into, man. But it's interesting to hear you say it's like chess. Yeah, always stable. I always thought of Final Fantasy Tactics like chess uh, because it it has a more squared structure, you know. On your- oh, okay. I mean, even the your turn, my turn kind of thing. All right, yeah, that's cool. I'll do a quick list of all my other ones, and then we can get down here. Um, Felsil, yeah, yeah Felsil Arbiter's Mark is a game that is just a spirit. Like this company came out and they made Final Fantasy Tactics, basically again. So the game I've just been talking about, they made like a a love letter to that game, and it's called Felsil, spelled F E L L, and then S E A L. So I got that this year. It's made by a really small team trying to make that old school tactical strategy game that just no one makes anymore because it takes so much balancing work, I think, on their programming side. And I love it. I mean, I got the platinum. I was like, I can't believe someone made this game. Like, big fan of that. Uh, Stardew Valley, I put on my list, even though I played it a lot of it on the Vita. Now, Stardew Valley is a farm game. If you're familiar with Harvest Moon, I would say it's a spiritual successor of that. I loved Harvest Moon as a kid. Um, Stardew Valley at first, I feel like it seems like it's too open. You know, it's not a month of like, here's your goal. It's kind of on you to make yourself motivated to do stuff in the game. So I think that's hard for certain people. But when I was laid off work a few years ago, I spent so much time depressed playing Stardew Valley that like it deserves a spot somewhere on my honorable mention list at least. And uh, Dead Cells is a game I think I'd recommend for you if you like some hard Super Nintendo-esque type game. Uh, Dead Cells is a side-scroller. You know, looks like it could run on Super Nintendo. Obviously, it couldn't. There's probably way too much going on underneath the hood and shit. But you, like, collect weapons through your runs. And I don't know. I can't recommend Dead Cells enough. I don't can't go all the way into it, but it's great. I had a couple friends of mine recommend that to me. Oh, it, it is very, very good. Um, Life is Strange is a game kind of like um, Firewatch. Um I did. It's another one that was given for free, or maybe I got it on really cheap, this Life is Strange game, but it's about this girl who goes to art school, but she has this superpower that she can rewind time, so that's basically the game premise, and you're going through these stories of she has, like, this lesbian crush on this other girl, I think, and, uh, you know, if she wants to break in the principal's office, you can just rewind time to whenever the door was open, walk in there, and then fast forward, you know, like, stuff like that, so... It's a fun little like puzzle, but it's kind of a walking simulator as well. It's more about the story and like what you're discovering about these young girls' lives and one of their dads died. You know, it's one to get you in your feelings sort of uh, games. Uh, uh, a heartfelt kind of game too. It kind of gets in your feelings, right? Those. What, I, what I've learned I, this generation is I've way more moved into those artsier games of like leave me feeling something than the long ass games that leave me feeling like I'm working. Or just like the games, like I said, playing Call of Duty, just going in there and feeling nothing, right? Right. Um, I'll say Persona 5 I have on my list. I prefer Persona 4, I think, a little better on Vita. But Persona 5 has probably got the best soundtrack of any game. The Vita game got a lot of praise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People love the Vita game. Uh, But I said, the soundtrack on Persona 5 is really great. Like, I would recommend playing the game just for the soundtrack being so good. But it is an old school turn. I mean, it is the only thing keeping turn-based role-playing games going. I mean, it's you take a turn, they take a turn, and it's Japanese as fuck. It's like the most Japanese shit you'll ever play. Um, I don't love it, but I do like it, you know, the Persona yeah. thing. Um, and then Until Dawn is another one very similar to that Detroit game. It's like yeah. a horror game. I got I played it at Halloween a couple years ago. I should download it right now and play it again this Halloween. It's got uh, Hayden Pinatare from 
heroes and Nashville and all those other shit she's done and a bunch of other actors and uh, you're playing through a story so you're making choices and there is a trophy to get through where no one dies but of course I didn't do that you know like a few people died along my way but it's like you're living in a horror movie over like a 24 hour period and you're trying to make the right decisions and it's so good like it was another one that caught me off guard I didn't even know I liked these type of games until I played this that's the reason I tried Detroit was because of this game and so played until dawn yet i haven't even turned it on i have it downloaded sitting there but just yet, yet to turn it on to get into it i mean being october i would say there's no better time to play it it was this would be the perfect time uh, a lot of games to catch up on man i know and then my own last one i just want to arm which is nba 2k i don't even care what year i buy i've bought all of them for like 12 years in a row now i'm one of those annoying loser people they're like i can't believe you're still buying nba 2k with all their vc bullshit and i'm like you know what i don't even spend money on it i play the game the real way and i love it and it's the best sports simulation game in my opinion by a mile and if you're not good at it just because you fucking suck you need to get good you know i'm like one of those people so I, i literally do not own a single sports game yeah, it's the only one I play. I mean, I'll try Madden because I liked football when I was younger, but it's I find Madden to be too easy and boring. And if you crank up the difficulty, they just make it they make it harder in an unfair way to where I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Um, I am excited. NBA 2K, I bought the Kobe Bryant special edition on the PS4 just because it will auto give you the PS5 edition. And oh, yeah. so I was like, let's do it. And so I am pretty excited about that. But, Dude, them screenshots of the PS5 edition look crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to probably be the the graphical showcase for this first year or whatever. Beautiful, man. Um, but I completely understand people who don't care about sports or basketball and they don't play it or, and I think they have some bad gaming practices, you know, like you can just buy, like you can earn this virtual currency, which I get, you know, on the game about 1500 coins a game. Right. But you can turn around and buy like 10,000 coins for five bucks. I've seen that. And so people get really mad about that, and I really don't because even if you bought all of the coins at the beginning, your guy still has to play so many games before he can go up above a. So like you can get up to like an eighty playing no games, but you can't get up to a ninety nine unless you've played like a hundred games. Like they right. put, they put caps on some shit. So I think they do their best. And what are they supposed to do? Tell people not to spend money? Like of course the company wants people to buy, spend money. Yeah, find the the pay to play or pay to win stuff as long as I can still earn it, not paying. Right. I agree. I agree. And uh, so right now on the P because I have the PS4 version as well, you know, all I do every day is I play one game just to get some coins and I'm saving those because your coins transfer over to the PS5. So I have like 80,000 coins saved up right now. And you're ready to go. And I'm like, I'm going to compete with all these fucking pay to win motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that's all I had on my list. I would say I had Fallout 4, Dragon Age, Inquisition, The Binding of Isaac and Mafia 3 on my like ex- if I had to somehow have even more. All those There's games no, I enjoyed. No mention of Ghost of Tsushima. No, I started off really enjoying it. Um, you know, I was like, finally, again, because I came off of, uh, you know, Last of Us 2. And yeah. I was like, this game's so not fun that Ghost of Tsushima seemed really, really fun at first. And yeah. It, and it was. And it, and I'll even say, I even on this podcast said a good thing about it was the whole first third of the game. It lets you get all the weapons, all the moves, let you know, right? And then the last two thirds, you have all your shit. But that's a horrible strategy because then you're fucking bored by the end. You're like, I haven't got anything new to kill people with in so long. And yeah. I can see what you're saying there, man. But I thought it had, uh, that is kind of interesting, man. I never even really considered that because I thought it had kind of a good, flow overall like when i got the platinum was practically when i finished the game like there was no like me having to go do this or go do that 
you know, get the platinum. Like, I practically got the platinum right when I finished the game. I just had to, like, uh, buy some uh, suit dye or something like that. Right. Yeah, see, I didn't get the one where you kick someone off a cliff or, you know, or something like that. There's a couple of them I didn't get, but I didn't love the game enough to go back and get them. So I guess that's me saying it to me, it felt just like Death Stranding and Red Dead Redemption 2 and then some others like that, where it started off fun. I understood it. And then by the end, I was like, this is such a chore. I don't care. Yeah, I didn't get that at all from that game, man. I don't know. And maybe it was just me. Yeah. But for some reason and the story, I didn't think was that good. And I know I'm in the wrong because the Metacritic score for this game is outrageous. And I'm like, I think it's a fun game. I think the story's boring as shit. I don't, I don't have any. I don't think the main character is that gripping. I think his uncle's fucking annoying as fuck. Like, I don't. There's just nothing. I guess the the main chick, but then he doesn't even bang the main chick. So like, I don't know. Dude, it's like a seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I mean, I would give it maybe a six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's horrible, but I think people online are giving it like in the '90s because they're so mad at The Last of Us Two, and for some reason they're like boosting up Ghost of Tsushima just because it's not The Last of Us Two. You mean the internet's doing stupid? <laughs> sh- <laughs> right. I mean, good job for Sucker Punch of getting the bonuses, you know, or whatever. You know, that's the guy's right. made infamous. But that's I uh, jump back on since the Legends update. Yeah, I needed. I need to try it. I need to. I haven't yet. I haven't checked it out. Maybe if you have it too, because I think we can group up and go fight or something. Maybe we'll have to hit each other up and go do that. Right. And honestly, it's. I think it would make a fun multiplayer game. It makes sense because I, I personally just. I thought the battles were very repetitive. Like my strategy was the same every time. I would, and honestly, you didn't have to do anything. And I know that's a benefit. But friends, like I would walk in to sneak up, and if I got caught, fuck it, I'll just kill them all with my sword. That's fine. Just like run in there like a mad. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, another game that is coming out that might make the list someday will be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, yes. I don't personally care about CD Projekt Red all that much, but this game does look very good. So. It does. It might really, be on here. Did you play Witcher 3? I did play Witcher 3. I have yet to actually finish the Witcher 3 because, it was, again, it was in the one that just got dragged out and dragged out. Yeah. Because I'm doing side missions in here and I'm moving there. And it kind of just – I lost what even was going on. I did come back to it for a while, and I put probably another 10 hours or something into it. I think I'm actually real close to the end. Right. I, I – I guess Witcher 3, yeah, it was a very similar thing. I started off like, this is beautiful. Uh, I like all the characters. The stories are great. That first story where you have to make the decision between, like, he's not a king, but he's like a duke or something of his little area. And he has, like, the monster child or something. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. But, yeah, by the end, I was like, I do not care about any of this. Like, (laughs) I'm right with you on that. And so, and another thing, I think the combat, now what you're playing is different. You know, I played it before the, they had an update that fixed the combat. The combat was so stiff and slow and like you, the dodges were so slow. And I think now they said they make it where you turn quicker than you used to. But I remember just thinking the combat just wasn't fun. And there was only four outfits you could get of armor, which I was like kind of weak for an RPG. Like there was just a lot of things that I was like, I don't see why everyone thinks this is better than Skyrim. Cause I'm like one of those Skyrim truthers, you know? not better than skyrim no i skyrim man i put fuck man i think i put close to 300 hours in on skyrim or something like that like i played i love that yeah i mean i platinumed it twice so yeah see i'm not like hard on the games where there's like uh there's tons of shit to do but as long as it can remain interesting to me man because skyrim i can go around like i said for 300 hours yeah but the 
just didn't keep me there. I loved it a lot, but it just wasn't, just didn't hit me right. Right. I mean, like, I got both, I got a platinum on the PS3 and PS4 of Skyrim. And then after the getting the platinum, was still like, let's do more quests in here. You no, know? And I'm never like, like that. Skyrim, dude, isn't that like incredibly difficult? No. I no? don't think so. I mean, I think the most difficult one is uh, you doing all the Daedric quests and you can ruin one by making the wrong choice at the end where you don't take the reward and you take something. That, like, you can you can fuck one up. But yeah. in general, I think they're... I mean, it's just putting in time, you know. But it's not hard. Question out of nowhere that we weren't prepared for, but do you know what your most difficult trophy was to get? Um, I should. Can I tell you here real quick then while you're thinking? Yeah, go for it. I don't know if you've ever played the Rock Band games. I have. I'm not very good at them. I can never make it to the fifth button. On Rock Band 2, there's a trophy to play the endless set list without taking a break or failing a song. And it lasts, I think, for close to 10 or hours or oh, something shit. like that. 10 hours. Right. And I, with uh, my girlfriend at the time, she actually played bass on it and I played guitar. And I played on hard. She played on medium because you had to play it on harder expert to get this trophy. And dude, I'm literally like running to the bathroom with my fucking guitar to take a piss during mid things, trying to hit notes and shit. Like it was such an experience, man. I would never, ever think about doing it again. But I have the trophy, man. Like I said, it was like it had to be at least eight hours anyway. Right. See, I'm pulling up my trophy list now. I had to fucking sign into the shit on my phone. Let's see what I'm sure it had to be some. I would get a platinum, man. You know, I don't assume it would be something. Uh, it wasn't a platinum trophy that endless endless set list, but it helped me get the platinum. Right, right. Trophy. Well, I'm saying like whatever my hardest is, I'm sure is the last one of something to get me a platinum. Uh, right. Like I know the God of War games were really tough to get the platinum. Like that God of War three or two or something like that. Like it was really tough. And I don't even know. Let's see. The last platinum I even got was oh, something. I know. I'll say Fallout Shelter is a motherfucker because I'm one trophy away from the platinum, and then I got it's one that got bugged, and I was like, "You motherfucker!" I'm so pissed about it still. Um, <laughs> Twin Breaker <laughs> is my last platinum, which is like a <clears throat> brick breaker game, um, but it wasn't necessarily hard. That one was very easy to get. Yeah. Uh, Seal Arbiter's Mark, it did have one that I had to keep going. But I kept playing forever, but I don't, you know, it's something that sticks with me. So yeah. I guess it's nothing too hard. I know, like, just getting a yeah. fucking triple double in NBA 2K pisses me off every year because it's like it's rigged to make it where you get one rebound away and then it, like, doesn't allow you to get it. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm sure the sports games are tough to get the platinums in. You see, I got a platinum in Dark Cloud, which, you know, is the PS2 game. That one wasn't hard, but it, again, took a lot of time because right. I was like, because when I was a kid, I could never imagine getting, like, the best sword in the game. But it was very easy when you have a guide. It just took a lot of time. <laughs> uh, I will say, I don't know if you played the game, the Banner Saga games. They are very fucking... You probably haven't. They're they're a strategy turn-based game, and they're fucking hard as shit as well. Talking to you here in the last hour or whatever, man, you're really into, like, a strategy-type games and stuff. So, like, are you a big chess player? Like, you play chess then? I mean, I know how to play chess. I played it when I was young. I don't. I haven't played in a long time. Um, yeah, but that's cool. I think that's just interesting, though. Like, it seemed like there was, like, you surprised me with a lot of your uh, choices on your list, man, with like the games that you chose, man. It's really cool. It's interesting. Uh, maybe the fractured butthole might be my hardest trophy because you had to beat it, like, as a black kid on hard or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember. 
fractured butthole. I know I played the first one, man, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I played them each one. I, maybe Skyrim might be my hardest fucking ones. I don't know. I'm looking Ask through here, me, man. I don't know. Why do I think that that was like so hard to do? I mean, No I'm Man's Sky good. took a long time, like I said, to get those animals on the planet. I mean, that one, that one was yeah. a, was tough as well. But it wasn't really like it's more just you know. Oh, time. I, I, I totally know what it is. Totally know what it is. I just saw it. Fallout Four. I got a platinum in Fallout 4, and the last trophy I could get on that game was you had to get your settlement's happiness up to 100. But there was some fucking dumb glitch that that it was really impossible to do. And so you had to, like, build a bunch of, uh, like, benches or something. Like, you had to do something. And then you just had to sit there and wait for, like, you had the wait mechanic and Fallout. And you had to wait for, like, just 12 hours at a time. And it would go up, like, 1% every two days. And I had to do this long fucking thing to get the last trophy. But I do remember me being like, I will never play this fucking game again after I got that platinum. That's dedication, though, man. Yeah. yeah. That was that was definitely the one. If I knew you know, the name. Dude, if you were play uh, Smart As on the Vita. I have not. It's called Smart As. Like, Smart and then A-S. It's a, it's a thinking man's game. Like, it's literally like you'll have... Uh, I don't know if they were called blitzes or whatever back in like elementary or like whatever, when they would give you uh, a piece of paper with a bunch of multiplication uh, questions on it. Right. And like the smart as will do that. Like you'll say five times five. And then you have to hurry up and write your answer with your finger, draw it on the Vita. Right. And then it will, and then it will time you like there's ones for math. There's ones for like, there's just like all kinds of different things to work your brain, like match games and shit like that. But it gets, keeps getting incredibly difficult I forget how many days you had to play in a row, but I want to say it was 30 days in a row or something like that you had to play. But that was, like I said, it was a a mind game, and I got the platinum on it. Like, you have to, like, I mean, you have to really use your fucking brain. (laughs) Like, you can't just, like, smash buttons to get the whatever. Uh, Yeah, I've pulled it. The name of that trophy in Fallout 4 is called Benevolent Leader, and it's for reaching maximum happiness in a large settlement. And uh, (laughs) it has a 2%. Oh no shit! Of what what people have gotten, so yeah, it's a pretty rare one. I'll say so. Yeah, I'll definitely say it's definitely rare. Now, I wonder are they going to do that differently than when the well, no, the truth. Like that shit didn't change really, did it? Like when the update happened, did that percentage change? No, no, that part should be the same. So okay. the only thing that changes like that overall, your number right. of your level and all that. Um, but all right, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you being on to talk about these PlayStation games. So we'll have you on again. Uh, I don't know if you ever have a way of me to call into your cool shit, but someday if you do, I would do it. I need to figure that out, man. Like, cause I'm still running everything off my cell phone, which makes things a pain in the ass. Once I get that laptop set up, I'm hoping to start doing that more. Even like collab beats live. Yeah, and shit. I was actually about to ask you. Like, I mean, I could send like a melody pack. I just don't know what you do because you do so much sample based stuff. I didn't know. You know what? Uh, someone on the live stream suggested to me this morning about having people send me in melodies and then do a week of other people's melodies and doing it that way. So I might take you up on that offer if you want to send some things yeah. over. I mean, I have a 10 melody loop pack I made for my podcast a few months ago for producers to do like a little challenge. Um, I mean, I could send all those over to you if you want to fuck around with them. Absolutely, man. I'll, I'll dedicate a whole Good Morning America day to you then, man. And like, I'll use all your samples and then try to make a beat using your samples in that hour. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. Well, I'll send that over. And uh, thanks for being on, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Always appreciate coming on your show, man. You're a good guy, man. And uh, 
I hope you have me on again. Yeah, peace. Peace out, man. Makes beats.